Welcome to Box Press Radio. It is August 5th, and I am Dan. I'm Andrew. I'm Angela, a.k.a. Dirty Sanchez Drinker. (laughs) No. (laughs) So, apparently that is a shot that she has, not a... uh, Not the literal Dirty Sanchez. Yeah, there's no butt stuff going on. That you know of. (laughs) Yeah, at least audio butt stuff, which I guess would just be farting. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, you made me spill some of it. (laughs) Drink it, it's a shot. Go, go, go. You really don't want to spill a dirty Sanchez. No, you don't. It's really messy. Do you do you rim that shot? Yes. Basically, it's just tequila <laughs> in a shot glass with chocolate on the rim. Yeah, chocolate syrup. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I should have put more chocolate but, on there. She didn't get a mustache. Does it taste like chocolate and tequila? Uh huh. Okay, I, I figured. But it's not bad though. The the chocolate takes away from the bite of the tequila. Yeah, no, I I actually like tequila. That was my drink of choice in college. Um, I liked it a little too much. Chocolate I could do without though. You can make it a literal dirty Sanchez and come lick our our floor. There's some on the floor. I, I'm I think I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> that's not how dirty Sanchez works anyway. I, I just meant the floor is dirty. I get it. I'm just saying. <laughs> So, I have a uh, La Aurora Corojo cigar, as usual. What about you guys? Well, we are both going to have a La Finca cigar tonight, because we're broke, and Angela didn't really want to go out and buy a cigar tonight. Fair enough. So, it's like, screw it, I'll just borrow one of yours. I'm like, that's fine, I've got some. (laughs) There you go. And then I have a uh, 531 American Lager from Twisted Kate. I am finishing off the Angel's Envy. I've got about another pour. Got one glass now. I got another pour of that, and then on to uh, some Maker's Mark because Angela ended up finding some on some of the 750 milliliter bottles on sale. You get two of them for what? Twenty one bucks. Twenty one ninety six. So that would make two 750 milliliter bottles about the same as a bottle of Buffalo Trace for the big bottle. Yeah, so that's forty five dollars now apparently. So yeah, the Buffalo Trace was forty five ninety six, and I paid all together for two small bottles of Maker's Mark forty seven. So okay. I actually probably would have paid a little bit more for the Buffalo Trace. Yeah. So I was just like, you know what? He hasn't had Maker's Mark in a while. I'm just gonna do this. Nice. So, you know, sale. Very cool stuff. Sales are good. Especially on, like, good shit. Like, I, I do prefer sales on good shit as opposed to sales on bad shit. Yeah, like, on the shit that they can't sell because it's that bad. Yeah, like, you can get a, uh, God, what is that awful fucking branded drink that's all over the place? It's like a club drink. Um, God, what is that shit called? It comes in the, like, bright neon colored bottles. Talking about like the UV vodka or something like that? No, it's like a malt drink, like a Smirnoff Ice or a Mike's Hard Lemonade, but it's got like a fucking nasty name. No- like it's marketed at like really sad people. 20-somethings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I can't think of the exact brand, but it's just... It, I want to say it's called like Juicy or some fucking stupid name. I think that might be it because I remember seeing something called Juicy at one point. I was like, 
It's alcohol, not fruit juice. Why the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like we can't market cigars to kids, but you can call shit damn near juicy juice. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I always figured the worst place for the word juicy was on asses of yoga pants. Like, right? That doesn't. No, I mean, I mean, if that's supposed to be a warning, then that's good. But if you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's a terrible. Um, what is that? That's going to drive me absolutely insane that I can't think of the name of that shit. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can look up a liquor store ad, and it'll be like the first thing on there. Probably. Because let's get rid of that shite. I'm looking up Belmont Beverage because they seem to always have copious amounts of the worst uh, alcohol. Let's see... But they oh, have good damn, stuff too. it's not on there. They have good stuff too, but they always advertise the really nasty shit, and they sell it in the like uh, ed- end caps at Kroger's and mm-hmm. grocery stores. Yeah, yeah, I can't find it. Whatever, I'll, I'll get over it. Anyway, <laughs> um, so how was you guys' week? Well, it was a week, you know, kind of busy. Um... I had a show on Thursday, and then I had um, practice on Wednesday, and then I also have a show on Saturday. How was the show? Um, this show was actually, because it's on a Thursday and at a place that we normally aren't, it was pretty, pretty sad. Yeah. yeah, it was it was like everybody thought they were at the library. Oh. Yeah. I mean, there was some clapping and some hollering, but it was like very very like Yeah. Yeah, it I even mean, even if I like went out like full retard like with hooting and hollering like I still don't think that would have helped anything. Like we it were just made me look like an asshole. Yeah, you you never go full retard. <laughs> we were making more noise than the audience was. And we always tend to do that just so, you know, we can get the crowd going, but we couldn't even get the crowd going. Wow. I mean, they clapped and stuff, but, like, it was really quiet during. But I also got to say, Jake was doing a pretty shitty job of being an MC too, just saying. You know, he was he was getting names wrong, wasn't paying attention to anything. Well, like, yeah. the reason why he got my name wrong mm-hmm. was because I did the same shit Right before the show started, she had an Excel spreadsheet, and she had the name of the song, the kitten, and then the person. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm printing something. Apparently. My bad. I didn't think it was going to be that loud. I was going to ask if you were in an automated wheelchair or something suddenly. Considering it's right next to the... uh... The microphone. I won't worry about it right now. I'll do it later. But, um... But he had, basically, she had the spreadsheet where it was, like, the song, the kitten, and then the performer. So he didn't read the top, just like I didn't read the top. Mm -hmm. And so he saw the kitten, and she was my kitten. And so we were just like, Jake, get it together. Yeah. Read the top, even though I did the same shit. Yeah, well, Um, either, either way, he just seemed like he was really off of his game, so it's like... Well, I don't think he really cared much because we didn't have a whole lot that doesn't matter though if you're the MC for these people like you still have to give it your fucking all like you had one job right yeah it's like you've got one job and like the one thing that I would have liked him to say 
is the fact that like you know they're basically they're doing two shows they did one last night and they're doing one Saturday the Thursday show was meant to be sort of like burlesque 101 like this is what classical traditional burlesque pretty much looks like and then Saturday is the nerdlesque show which is more of the contemporary stuff more contemporary songs costuming etc so like he could have said like tonight this is the traditional classy burlesque like your grandpa like your grandfather knows you know <laughs> your grandpappy's burlesque right that's exactly. normal if you, if you want the more modern stuff you know then come back Saturday you know it's because that was the thing I think he was missing out on trying to explain yes come on Saturday yeah well it's like I mean, he didn't even have to say, like, you know, come on Saturday, but, like... Oh, I, I know what you mean. It's just funny to say, come on Saturday. <laughs> but either way, I just, you know, I was sitting in the back row watching this, and, like, half the time he would just stop talking, and, you know, it was just kind of like, it's this seems really awkward for no reason. Hmm, that sucks, but, I mean, did you have fun? Yeah, it was, it was a good show either way, but, you know, it's just, you we were in a different place with, you know, a different crowd, so, you know. Much less stage space than normal. And no, we didn't. Well, I'm saying as far as, like, where you guys actually came from, because there was really oh, no yeah. backstage area. It was just kind of like a, like, you know, a three-wall corner area of the place. There was no backstage except for the scrim that you guys brought, like the sheets or whatever, the changing things. Yeah, but so, yeah, it was, the it was stage kinda... was actually 20 by 20, though. So. Right. So, I mean, the stage itself where you actually perform is bigger, but there's no wings area. Mm-hmm. That was the only part that kind of sucked for you guys, because you're all standing back there like sardines, like, okay, you know. Yeah, we couldn't really <laughs> see anybody um, do their... Uh, we could see it by shadow, is right. what we could see. Like, the shadow on the wall, but yeah. It was good, though. I mean, there was even some technical malfunctions. One of the girls lost both of her pasties. Oh, that, that's the best kind of uh, malfunction. Yeah, but she yeah, did but cover it's it, illegal so. yeah, to. It uh, well, I know what you mean. I, I'm just making a joke. Like, if something's gonna go wrong, you know, seeing some titties. Yeah. I mean, the least well, she couldn't show that. them. That was the the hard part for her, though. She couldn't do her finale. Correctly, uh, but she recovered it, and it didn't look like anything was out of the ordinary, uh, except yeah. for those of us that knew. Except for some titties. Yeah, the finale is we show our our, our pasties. And if you we... saw if you saw Star Trek, what was it five? I think like the one with Spock's brother. I, I did not. God needing a starship. Anyway, it's a good movie. You should watch it. But there is a part where Uhura does a similar dance with the giant feather like fans, and that's what she was doing. And she would have had the finale where you would have saw the pasties. But as she's moving her feathers, somehow they got caught on the feathers and stuck to those. Oh wow! And it's like oh crap! And like even Jake turned around as I was sitting in the back of the, the audience, and he looked over. He's like. We, I could see the look on his face like we both realized oh shit she has no pasties we're in trouble <laughs> please yeah. please don't flash the goodies <laughs> right not not that I have a problem with that I just don't want us to get shut down <laughs> yeah but yeah but that, I mean, there were some few little mal- malfunctions and quirks here and there but I think it was still a pretty good show even for the lack of a turnout I mean the people that were there seemed to enjoy it so well, that, that's what counts, really. I mean, and besides, it's a Thursday night. Like, who, it's not like you're trying to make your living doing this, you know? Right. But either way, it's like who's who's going to burlesque on a Thursday night? Like, you know, 
Yeah, that is a strange, strange timing. I always feel like that way about cigar events, too. And I always feel like I was sitting there thinking like nobody else is thinking what I'm thinking. I'm like, this is when Gen Con starts and you want to have this this go on. Okay. Yeah, that is interesting timing, actually. Yeah, like half of my friends list is there right now on Facebook. Yeah, those pictures are making my life really frustrating. Mm Mm-hmm. So, doubly so, since work was pretty much a wash today, and I'm going to end up working like four hours tomorrow to make up for it. Yeah. And not because somebody was like, hey, you have to work on Saturday, but because, like, I actually need to get shit done. Because you couldn't do a goddamn thing today. (laughs) Yeah, so I, I got to work, and our internet was down. And apparently they neglected to tell me that, hey, the internet's going to be off when you get to work, and we can't use it until someone gets there and restarts the router. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, thanks for fucking telling me, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, like, where's the router that they need someone to actually come there and restart it? The only person with a key is our accountant for some reason. Like, for I don't know why. She's the one that holds all of the keys. Like, they can't give you that key since you're the one, like... Apparently not. They they refuse to give me, like, half of the information that I need, and most of the information that I have, I went and just found it myself. Like, literally just hacked passwords and shit. I, I just don't understand, because you're the one that's, like on the website and shit. Yeah, they they keep telling me it's for security reasons, and I'm like, you had me sign a fucking airtight NDA, and I make my living working for you. Like, do you think I'm gonna steal all of your secrets that you don't really have? I was gonna say, you're a fucking jewelry store, not the Pentagon. Like, really? (laughs) Yeah, the whole thing is just super frustrating. Um, and then they decided that I needed to use the uh, laptop that the old IT guy used and not use my own machine ever again. So, essentially, that means I now have the world's shittiest touchscreen computer to work on. Yay. Um, which is awesome because now I'm like, just so we're clear, everything is going to take twice as long at best. And they were like, well, I don't understand why you're having so much trouble with this. And I was like, I I understand that you don't get it. I'm telling you, and that should be good enough. Right. You know, like, have a little faith in your employees here. You hired me for a reason. Um, I mean, I'm not the one who this fucking took off for half a day. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the whole thing is real weird. Um so, I don't know. It was a weird week, and shit just didn't get done that had no reason to not get done, other than people just not responding to emails and saying, oh, I was too busy with other stuff. And I had to be like, well, in the future, when I send you an email, I expect a response no no more than two hours later. And even that is pretty ridiculous. And they were like, well, I don't think so. And I was just like, well... what you think, motherfucker. <laughs> and that's what I said for the most part. I was like, well, I'm sorry that you think that's the way it is, but you're going to need to respond within an hour or two at the most, or we're going to have to go talk to the owner because you are not doing your job. And they were like, well, what do you mean I'm not doing my job? And I was like, if you're literally not responding to emails that are time sensitive, you're not doing your job. 
and they didn't like that very well, but, you know, the owner agrees with me, so they can, you know, not like whatever they want. Um, and I was just like, I'm not taking your shit. The, there's the one lady that seems to think that, uh, that I am her subordinate when technically I'm her equal. And she keeps trying to, like, be my boss in really weird ways. Um, you know, stuff like, oh, what are your hours? And um, when are you going to be here? And I need to know what your schedule is. Just, you know, essentially trying to micromanage me. And I was just like, well, you know, I'll work that out with, um, you know, this person because it doesn't really concern you. And they're like, well, you know, that's pretty rude. And I was like, no, it's rude to ask somebody for information that you're not supposed to have. See, there are two things I hate. There are two, well, there are two forms of management that I hate. One being micromanagement and two being what I like to call ivory tower management. Yeah, and that's the and that the way I define that is that they're managers that just sit in their office, don't ever come out of the office unless you like almost fucking drag them by their fucking ear out the damn door to get them to see what actually is happening in the building or whatever. And those are two those are two types of management that I've always had a big problem with. Yeah, and I'm getting two of those at once combined with um, them not even being the manager. Yeah, that, that you know it's like yeah. You don't even have the, you know, the responsibility that you are pretending to have. And you seem to not have enough time to do your job as it is. So what the hell are you doing taking additional responsibilities you shouldn't have? Right. And And they just, they don't get it. They just want to feel important and boss someone around because they don't like it when they're bossed around. Yeah. And they really don't like it when they're shut down yet again, but... You know, unfortunately for them, they pretty much don't have any recourse. They can't be like, well, you know, he's not doing his job because I'm putting in more hours and doing more work than anyone else. So I think she's just upset that, you know, she's not doing well in her position. Um, All I have to to do is pull a quote from The Rock back in his WWF days. Know your role and shut your mouth. Yeah, pretty much. And that's essentially what I told them in a much nicer form. Um, this is not why I will never be management. <laughs> I, I mean, like illustrated it right now. Well, and the whole thing is, if they would just respond at an appropriate time and not bother me, right. everyone's lives would be so much easier. Yeah. But for whatever reason, they decided, you know, life needs to be difficult for everyone. So, and they've already, you know, the person that quit because they didn't want to deal with the manager. Right. The person they hired is about to quit for the same reason. And I was just like, you guys just don't get it, do you? So, I don't know. It was a rough week and way more difficult than it should have been. But the, the real thing that bothers me, you know, like we talked about micromanagement, um, it's super frustrating because they um, they put tracking software on all of the computers. So literally, they're watching every single thing you do through a live video feed. Like I'm Twitch streaming my workday. Right. 
So I was just like, ugh, fuck you guys. Like, I don't really care because I'm too busy to really give a shit. But it's just kind of shady, you know? Right. Yeah, I get it. And so. it's, yeah, definitely would make me a little bit twitchy. Yeah, it, you know, it's just one of those things, like, you know, you don't want to be watched. Like, whether or not you're doing something wrong, you know, it, it's an unsettling feeling. So, I don't know. It, it was just a difficult week, and it's it's fine. Whatever. Um, and Ashley's schedule got fucked up at work, too. I guess they had somebody quit, mm-hmm. and somebody that they had hired had to quit immediately because their background check had something in it. Nice. Um, which, like, how bad does your background check have to be to not make it through being a cook at a nursing home? Oh, I forgot to register the sex offender shit. You right? Got something? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, what What in the hell did you do? Mm-hmm. So, interesting week. Um, and then Ashley has to work tomorrow as well, so I have to watch Titus. Yeah. So I'm going to work all morning and then watch Titus for like six hours in the afternoon. So my weekend's pretty well shot. Yay. Um. And I'm not going to Gen Con because I can't afford $75 plus driving there. Right. Um, which is a bummer, but at the same time, like, I actually... It's probably my least favorite convention um, yeah, of all say, of the local ones. Yeah, as I was going to say, I know you were talking about, like, uh, C2E2 and stuff being a little bit more... I it's mean, just more laid back. Yeah, but more interesting in general and just not so heavy on whatever so yeah yeah. i mean gen con is more tabletop gaming and models and stuff which is cool it's fun but it's not my favorite part of a convention either yeah i mean i mean if you know you're looking ahead or whatever i mean there's like a bunch of local conventions coming up here in fort wayne you know c2e2 be coming around again too so it's like it's not the end of the world if you miss this one yeah, and I looked more into that ramen con, and I don't think I'm going to go to that one. Yeah. Um, it's pretty pricey. I think it was like 30 or $35, maybe 40 bucks at the door. Right. Um, and it's super tiny, like smaller than a Kasukan there in Fort Wayne. Right. Um, and they don't really have any, like, big events. It's just kind of a, a like few a local booths right. and a couple of panels with unknown... Uh, like fan fiction creators, essentially. Yeah. Um, which you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not my kind of thing. So I don't know. I was a little bummed about the whole convention thing this week too. I was like, man, I was looking forward to this and you know, cosplaying and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that's life. It just doesn't always work out the way you want. So. Yeah, I mean, again, there will be you know other conventions throughout the year. There's a Casa Kong again next year, which I know we're planning on going back again, probably, if we can. Yeah, I mean, next year I'd like to have a booth, actually. Yeah. And you'll get to, you can wear your cosplay there. It may not yeah. be anime-related, but shit, who cares? I mean, it could be. I, I have, I've watched a lot of anime with uh, airship mechanics. Mm-hmm. Like Steam Boy, for instance, yeah. I mean, in general, like, it doesn't really matter because, like, when we watched the uh, Masquerade there, there was one woman that did her own, like, steampunk character with, like, 
wings that actually opened and closed and stuff with like a drawstring. That was kind of cool. Nice. But yeah, yeah. So it's like it doesn't really matter. You can kind of do what you want. It's cool. I guess it's like cooler if you do something that's tied in or whatever, but you don't have to. Because like I've been, you know, you've kind of inspired me to want to get my my diesel punk idea going, but I have to. I have to get a few things together first, but I've kind of narrowed down most of that stuff that I want to get. And I've also been looking into, because I figure Angela's going to go with me. She'll want to cosplay too, so I've been putting together. No, I'm idea. just going to go on regular, like. <laughs> this is my costume t shirt, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll look at you and then look at me. What are you supposed to be? Nothing. <laughs> His wife. <laughs> His suffering wife who has to deal with this stupid shit. <laughs> yeah. The angry non-cosplay fan. <laughs> That'll go over real well. Just walk around and tell everybody how much their costume sucks. <laughs> it's not even accurate. He didn't even wear that in the first season. <laughs> wow. He's so terrible at that because I know nothing I know. about the anime. Well, you don't have to know anything. You're just making angry remarks with no real information. Mm. It's just blind rage. It, it, it would be a great costume. Really? So what she should actually do is walk around with a shirt that has the Facebook F logo on it, right? Yes. <laughs> and tell everybody how much you like the NFL. That's important. Be the troll. The dislike button. <laughs> yeah, there is no dislike button. Just just carry around dislike pins and just fucking stick them into people's arm. Just have, the, just have that little angry face symbol. Like, your costume hurts me, so it should hurt you too. <laughs> Stab him with a pen. I think she'd get kicked out for that. But Yeah, maybe. I mean, your head's at. it might be Some worth point, it. At some point, someone's going to like catch up to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, but I've been putting together uh, an idea for her. Because my idea is basically kind of like... Kind of rocketeer-ish, but like if the rocketeer actually was in the military as opposed to just a civilian who happened to find a rocket pack one day. Yeah. I gotta get some stuff together to do that, but, you know, I was like, she could be like my tank girl-esque mechanic. That'd be awesome. Should definitely do uh, Zarya from Overwatch. Me or her? Her. Definitely not you. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm not even close to buff. I could do Junkrat, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, I actually... So, not to get into video games, but this is too good to not talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, I was super entertained by the fact that they have Zarya with her her Russia costume, her Russian wrestler costume, um, or skin, because Russia got kicked out of the Olympics, and specifically the wrestling team first, because they all do drugs. Yeah, well, you know... In Soviet Russia, drugs do you. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, yeah, I, I can't imagine old Poutine is real happy about that. Yeah, doesn't really matter anyway. Yeah. So, I'm more laughing at Rio right now because they built this big-ass stadium to have this awesome Olympics in that they're only going to fill that one time. Well, and it's going to be $150 billion waste of money. Yeah, and like every year, it's just completely falling apart before it even starts. People are, you know, complaining that, hey, my room has a waterfall in it and shit like that. So Yeah, I was going to say, like, basically I figured the criteria should be if your town is not already olympically, like, ready, you don't have the Olympics. Like, (laughs) that should be a prerequisite. Like, it has to be ready for this kind of shit. Right. If not, then... There's probably about, like, five cities in the world that are even equipped to host the Olympics. 
And those are kind of the only ones that it should be held in, in my opinion. Yeah, basically. I mean, you kind of have to have them in Greece because, duh. <laughs> yeah, or even just do that. Just fucking have them there every year. Like they used to, way back when. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't get the whole thing of like, oh, we need to host it in our city. Um, Honestly, I think that's an idea they stole from fucking FIFA. Yeah, probably. And even then, FIFA's fucking stupid, too. Because I was watching something about that the other day. It's like, where are we going to hold the next World Cup at? Qatar. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Qatar? Really? It's like, well, we're, we're going to need to uh, carpet bomb it for the next nine months and then rebuild for three months before the, the games start. Well, they don't even need to do that. They're already doing that by having them build the shit in the first place and letting them die in the process. So it doesn't right? matter. <laughs> good point. Yeah, just, you know, that's one, that's a really good wartime strategy is just host the Olympics in the opposing country. There you go. <laughs> and make it Guaranteed to ruin their economy. Yeah, make everybody slave labor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That always improves any experience. Right. But no, I mean... I don't know, but I mean, I actually got to play a little bit of that, but we'll get to that later on. Yeah. Um, so, other than that, uh, so last weekend I went and spent the weekend at the in-laws. Dun, dun. Um, and it was fine, I guess. Like, it it was the same as always, pretty much. It was hotter than a motherfucker and super uncomfortable on multiple levels. I was going to say, if you like if you like the Twilight Zone, this is the day for you. <laughs> yeah. This is the I mean, for you. So there's this, I think he's like a, like 30 or no, he's a 28 year old kid that's attending college locally that started attending their church and they invited him over for lunch after church one day. Yeah. And he just won't leave now. Um, like not permanently, but like every Saturday he just stays there all day long, literally all day to the point where he didn't leave until everybody's like, so we're going to bed. <laughs> Creepy. Yeah. And I, like, I didn't ask him, like, I probably will if I ever see him again there. Be like, don't you have, like, some friends or, you know, shouldn't you be out, like, drinking? Or eating um, or something. <laughs> yeah, literally doing anything that doesn't involve 60-plus-year-old people. Because we're not usually there, and Kelly's not usually there. Like, if he was, like, dating their daughter or something, I would get it. Right. But he's literally just hanging out with them, talking about the Bible. Uh, that explains why he's not dating. Yeah, much. <laughs> And, I mean, he definitely has some, like, social issues, and I'm not... He's, he's a vet. He's a former Marine. So I give him all the credit in the world for that. Like, I couldn't have done that. Right. But don't be a creeper, man. Yeah. You know, like, I'm actually a little worried, like, he's going to snap or something and kill, kill my in-laws or something or steal all their shit or break their house. Right. Um, and he was kind of, like, hitting on Kelly, and I'm just like, no. No, no, no. I'd rather you have know, the 40-year-old guy. Yeah, it's bad him. enough that she's dating a 40-year-old that she met in youth group, like, this year. Um, was he conducting she, the youth group? <laughs> that's what I asked. I was like, oh, was he running it? No, he was just there. And I was like, that's not normal. I mean, it doesn't say young at heart group. It's youth group. 
Yeah, I was like, it's not a dating service, dude. Like when I was like a sophomore or junior in high school. Yeah, I went to youth group a few times because there was a girl I had a thing for. But anyway, well, and I even understand if you're like 25 and right. you know you want to date people in the church or something. I get it. Like that's where the kids go, youth. or the young the young adults go, whatever. Right. But you know, when you're 40, you know, maybe maybe date people your own age and make friends with people you work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess he's a UPS driver, so it's not like he has a horrible job or something, or works in a steel mill where there's a bunch of trolls. Or is a greeter at Walmart, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, seemingly pretty normal person, aside from, you know, dating a 25-year-old. Um, you know, that whole thing kind of freaks me out and we told her we were like just so you're aware like if you were to like get married and have kids or just have kids with this guy um they would still be living at the house like not in college when he's in his 60s like you're not going to have golden years or a real adulthood um, and he's going to die like 20 years before you. So you're going to maybe get 20 good years with this person. Yeah, pretty much. And she was like, I never thought about it like that. But obviously. right. <laughs> so I was just like, I think you should, you know, maybe not stick with this one. Like, I appreciate giving him a try. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Um, but maybe look around, like keep shopping a little bit. So, like, I guess he helped her pick out her apartment and that sort of thing. And I'm like, well, that's not good. He knows exactly where you live and how to get in. Yeah. Um, I saw saw this movie once. It had one of the it had one of the not not cool Baldwin's in it. Yeah. And it wasn't a (laughs) it wasn't a porno either. Almost in some sort of. But (laughs) not a good one. No. Not not the happy ending kind. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Happy ending kind. Ha. There was biting involved, though, but hey. Oh, God. That's not good. Yeah, it has a funny behind-the-scenes story on that one, but... Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's... It's like, I don't even really know what to say to that. It's like, good luck. (laughs) Better life choices? Yeah. I'm sitting here going, you're like 25. Why the fuck are you dating some old dude that's going to want to settle down? I literally feel like I stepped into Big Daddy where he's like, what's his five-year plan? Don't die? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not good when that actually applies. Right. It's like, this is a mo- This is supposed to be in a movie. <laughs> yeah, like, he's not like Hugh Hefner or some ultra-rich guy either or like, you know, somebody that's just been too busy to find somebody. He's a UPS driver. He finds people all the time. <laughs> right. Hopefully. Yeah, or he's real bad at his job. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of... Every time I go there, it's just one surreal thing after another. And I'm just like, what? Like, how did you guys get here? Like, what was it that, you know, got you to this point? Um, like, nothing makes sense. And the whole thing was weird. Um, you know, and as always, the food was a nightmare. Yeah. Which I expected, you know, I I packed some protein bars and (laughs) I was prepared for this. Um, I forgot my flask, which made me kind of irritated. Yeah. 
Um, drinking was definitely needed. <laughs> Sounds like it. I would. Um, but uh, I did manage to play a bunch of Monster Hunter while they played some Bible card game for two hours. Um, so it wasn't a total loss. But I'll talk more about that a little later. It's like, uh, do you guys want to play? No. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know, the table was full. They only had four chairs. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm good. I, I got some stuff I want to play anyway. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. But, so, yeah. Yeah. But, um, it's pretty much, I mean, our weeks weren't really that terrible. It was just, you know. Well, this weekend we're, we're going to see Suicide Squad tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, we're going to go on Sunday. Our anniversary is on Sunday. There you go. Um, Sounds like a plan. Yeah, it's our five-year anniversary. So we're going to go. We got a babysitter for Sunday since Ashley has to work all day on Saturday. Yeah. Or all evening, rather. So we're going to do that, and um, we're probably going to go have dinner at the place we went after we got engaged. Uh, it's a nice Italian place in New Buffalo. Um, so, I don't know. It's all good. It'll be fun. Um, you know, could be worse. Okay. So I was going to get Ashley a nice piece of jewelry, um, but she mentioned that she wanted to come to the store and pick something out. So I was just going to tell her, like, you know, we we typically don't do the whole gift thing um, for birthdays and anniversaries. We just do like you know, if anything, a little card or something. Right. Um, so we're just gonna do um, our usual thing. And I was like, yeah, just come to the jewelry store and pick out anything you want. Hmm. You know, within reason, obviously. Like not, you know. A fifty thousand dollar Rolex or something obnoxious. Here, here are those draconias. Look at those. <laughs> yeah, um, I think she she's had her eye on some pearl uh, rings. I was gonna say, finish that sentence. <laughs> I, I give her plenty of pearl necklaces anyway. We don't need to buy one. <laughs> I know, but that's still kind of funny though. This it is... it is indeed. I I was halfway through it and I was like, don't say necklaces. <laughs> Even you were trying to like not do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to like consciously make an effort to not say that. Yeah, still funny though. It, it is. That's um, cool though. Yeah. So it's hard to believe it was five years. Last year we were pretty convinced it had only been three years. Um. See, for us it's hard to tell as I figured it out the other day. It's like I've known her since she was eighteen. So that means I would have been 19 at the time, pretty much. So it's like, okay, work backwards. I've known you, I've known her for 14 years. We've been married five, so it's like, shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we dated in high school, so that would have been 2005. So I guess it's been 11 years. Um, but we had, you know, probably a solid five of those apart. Right. So... Well, that's the thing. Like, we were off and on again, and there were times when we lost contact with each other, but, you know, still, either way, we still knew each other, and every once in a while we'd reconnect or whatever when stuff was happening or whatever. Right. So right, it's yeah. like, yeah, mm-hmm. almost almost the same situation, kind of eerie. They're just a little younger, that's all. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't really have a big plan for the weekend. Um, one cool thing though about last weekend was after, so Sunday we got up and we went to, uh, Jefferson Point Mall 
just to kind of walk around. Ashley's mom's birthday was on Tuesday. Yeah, I was going to say, we would have gone, but we had gotten up late and other plans. and Yeah, we didn't know what we were doing until um, that morning when I texted you. Right. So, you know, we didn't really plan ahead on that. But I did, uh, I picked up the new Harry Potter book. I had a $25 gift card sitting around for Barnes & Noble that I finally used. I've been seeing Um, So that cost me $0.68. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And then, uh, which I'm not, I'm not in love with it. Um, I'll talk a little more about it in entertainment, I guess. But um, I also texted Neil because I was like, oh, man, I saw on Facebook they're going to have six packs of Oktoberfest for early release. Mm-hmm. So I was going to stop by and grab a beer on my way home and grab a six pack. So I texted Neil and said, hey, I'm going to be at the brewery. You want to stop by mm-hmm. and grab a beer? So he did. And he was kind enough to buy my beer for me and uh, hooked me up with a six pack. And I, I am happy to report the uh, Oktoberfest is a fine Oktoberfest. Okay. And a um, little bit, a uh, little hoppier up front than I'm used to for Oktoberfest, which was kind of strange. Yeah. Um, but it has a really nice finish, so it's really easy to drink. So, yeah, really enjoy it. I recommend it if you're a fan of the Oktoberfests. I was going to say, I know I really liked uh, figure eights, but I won't be having that anytime soon, so... Yeah, which is a bummer, because they make good beer. Yeah, but... Or they used to, I guess is what I should really say. Yeah. I don't know, but... That's cool. Definitely have to give that a try when we are out and about sometime. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, I guess a good segue in entertainment is the uh, Harry Potter book. <laughs> um, I started reading it. I read, like, maybe the first chapter. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really getting into it because it's written as a screenplay, like or a thea- like a theatrical thing. Like it's got the whole like you know, Harry enters the stage from the left. Oh, okay, like stage directions. Yeah, it's literally got that written into the book. And I, mean, I guess on one like, hand, if they're gonna make that into a movie, then it's like here you well, go. It's, already wrote for you. So she actually wrote it with the intent for it to be an actual theater thing that has the actors, like, doing live theater. Mm-hmm. And then they're also going to do that movie. So, yeah, it does make sense, but it's like, fucking write it contextually into the book. Right. You know, you're going to make enough money. Spend the time, lady. Yeah, you know. She's already made a boo load of money anyway, so. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but the content so far has been really good. If you enjoy Harry Potter books, it so far seems like more Harry Potter with new characters. There you go. So jumping that's off. my 10-second review. There you go. Good jumping-off point for new people, I guess, if they don't really want to go back and read all the other Harry Potter books. you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it would make a lot of sense, though. Um, it's definitely got a lot... You know, the whole thing is based on the old main characters kids Mm -hmm. and the relationships like of them being friends with people that their parents you know hated their parents so the whole thing is real weird um and it gets super awkward super fast so i don't know it's good though i i'll read the rest of it i'm just not in a big rush and it's not like i couldn't put it down you know right so, yeah, pretty good book, though. I, I would recommend it if you like Harry Potter, and if you do, I'm sure you already have it. Right. So, um, but yeah, 
looking forward to seeing how that one wraps up. And then uh, been listening to a ton of podcasts since I, I haven't uh, been watching Twitch at work because they're literally monitoring everything that I do. Right. Um, and I think it would probably be fine, but I was also busy enough that I just really didn't have time this week. Right. Um, so I listened to a bunch of the Repairman Jack book. I think I'm probably three quarters of the way through that one now. Good, good. Um, yeah, that's actually kind of the bonus there is I can kind of get through my backlog of podcasts and um, audiobooks because I have like, I think, close to a dozen audible books that I need to get through at this point. Mm-hmm. So kind of looking forward to that, honestly. Um, and then they also had the fucking road clothes that I typically take to work. So I had to take an alternate route that adds about, I don't know, 10 minutes or so to my my drive. So I've been getting through, you know, a half hour more of the book each day, which adds up pretty quick. Well, there you go. So, yeah, but uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. I'm I'm enjoying enjoying the second one a lot more than the first one so yeah. far. I mean, the first one's a good jumping-off point. I really like it towards the end because it turns into an Aliens-like sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, I actually enjoy that. It definitely breaks up the monotony of your typical, you know, drama book. Or even, like, you know, mystery book or whatever you want to call it. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it was a good book. And I'm probably going to pick up two or three more of them. Just to use up some of my credits. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it gets it, it gets weirder and weirder because there's like a whole meta plot that actually goes through like a bunch of different series that that author writes, other than that one. But I mean, it's it's still really cool if you like sort of like I mean, it's not quite Lovecraftian horror, but it kind of gets into like yeah, it's not that far off from there. Yeah, but it's not quite like the insanity making, you know. But it does get into some pretty weird shit. So, I mean, if you like yeah. if you like that sort of stuff, and you like it, you know, you like your hero to be mostly, well, basically grounded in realism. Then there you go. I mean, can't really ask for too much more than that. I suppose. <clears throat> yeah, um, they definitely lean real heavily on Repairman Jack not having an identification Mm -hmm. and they just constantly go back to that for being the reason they can't do these really simplistic solutions to really basic problems which on one hand i get that because like you know younger readers and stuff aren't going to have that sort of backstory like yes there was a time when not everybody had cell phones and you know all that kind of well the thing is they do have cell phones yeah i know because he went the first book originally came out like i think in the like early to mid 80s so it was before cell phones were a big deal so the author ended up going back and like rewriting it to update that to fit in with the rest of the books because he's been writing them since then yeah. that one got updated to sort of fit in more with that but I like the idea that they went with you know the fact that this guy really doesn't have an identity he really does you know is li- like he lives off the grid and yet on the grid at the same time so. yeah and i i appreciate it i just wish they would like you know come up with other reasons to do things or you know do things differently where they didn't have to stretch so far because it gets to the point where you're like oh come the fuck on right just yeah. do it yeah you know i kind of i didn't see that I mean, they could just. I wish they had just written it slightly differently, but it's still enjoyable. You know, it's not like killing the story or anything, right? 
So, yeah, I, I'm enjoying the hell out of that book. Um, and then, uh, what else was there? I, I listened to a bunch of Joe Rogan this week, mm-hmm. as always. Yeah. Um, and he had he had some really good guests. He had, uh, I always forget the fucking guy's name. There's a, a guy that goes by the Big Pygmy, who's a um, former uh, MMA champion. Mm-hmm. Um, he is kind of like me if I was about, you know, 50 pounds heavier and it was all muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's extremely white, like super pale. And he goes over to the Congo and builds wells for the pygmies over there because they have no rights and they're completely enslaved. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't have clean drinking water or toilets or any, you know, any normal thing. You know, it is the definition of a third world country. Um, most of them can't read. Most of them have horrible health issues and die extremely young. And he goes over there and digs wells for them, and he recently returned back to MMA in Bellator to bring the spotlight on them and help raise money. Um, And he's been very successful. And it was, I mean, it's like heart-wrenching stuff to listen to, but also like super, you know, uplifting when you hear the success stories and about them accepting him as their own family and that sort of thing. Right. So, yeah, I, I'm enjoying enjoying hearing the updates. He's on there about once every year or two, um, kind of giving an update and that sort of thing. So pretty cool, pretty cool. Um, just look for Fight for, for the Gotten if you're interested in reading more about that or hearing more about it even. Okay. So, yeah, pretty good stuff. But uh, what about you guys? Have you been watching or listening to anything? Well, I've actually been watching something this week. Uh, and I've been kind of listening ooh, to Oh, can I guess? Sure. Is it Stranger Things? No, I need to Aww. watch that. I figured you would have been binging that shit. I, I wanted to, but that's like a show that I would rather watch with Angela. But like, you know, with it being summer and us constantly having shit to do, we never really get too much time to sit down and just watch stuff together most of the time. Right. But I ended up coming across a TV show because I've been... Ca- I've been catching up on my uh, Diesel Power podcast, and they were talking about, well, they, they made mention that their Disney is actually going to make a Rocketeer sequel slash reboot, so he was talking about that, and then he ended up mentioning a show called Houdini and Doyle that was on Fox, which apparently got canceled after one season. And, like, he, you know, basically it's Harry Houdini and Arthur Conan Doyle, you know, solving crimes with the help of the first female constable of Scotland Yard. That, that sounds pretty great. Right, exactly. Like, that sounds pretty awesome. And I watched the, I actually finished up the last few episodes today. There's only, like, ten episodes. So I, okay. I finished the whole season today, and it's like, I'm pissed now because I want more. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt about a bunch of those British shows that, kind of ended early well Um, i mean i can get it if it's a show that was meant to do that but this one had like not really a cliffhanger it just had like like an unresolved like thing that was going on 
right. it just ends there. And it's like, now I'm never going to know how that was supposed to end unless, like, the people who created it, like, get online and say, well, this is what would have happened, you know. Yeah, or it gets a little three-episode run or something in the future to finish it out. I mean, I'm hoping, like, maybe Netflix or Hulu or somebody will pick it up and run with it from there. Because, first of all, like I, like I was saying before to other people about it is Fox is really not the network to put genre television on. It is not. It is the place to put crappy television. Right. Like, if it's a reality show, or if it's, you know... If it's it is genre the new t- MTV. Yeah, if it, or if it's genre television, it's very watered-down, stupid television. Because that was the other thing that was like... I just read an article where they're talking about adding more cast members for Sleepy Hollow, and I'm like, that show's still fucking going on, but this show only got one season. Yeah, like, you can't have an intelligent show on Fox. No, because it was great. I mean, granted, the one big historical inaccuracy of it is it took place in 1901, which, you know, Houdini was doing shit at that time that, you know, he wasn't really hanging around London at that time. But, you know, you, you know, if you, the average viewer who doesn't really know that kind of shit isn't going to point that out. But in general, it was great. They did make mentions of certain things, and I love the fact that it was... It was a police procedural. It had your skeptic and your believer of supernatural and not and whatnot, which most people that don't know much about Houdini or Arthur Conan Doyle in general probably didn't realize that. You know, like if you like if I told you that, you'd probably think Houdini was the believer, but it was actually the other way around. So yeah. it's pretty cool to you know. And I love the the thing I loved the most about it was Houdini. The way the the actor plays him is he plays him as very snarky and kind of, you know, I wouldn't say arrogant so much, but definitely very cocky. And that's very unusual, because most of the time you see somebody portraying Houdini in, like, a movie or a TV show or a TV movie, he's always very intense and very, you know, you know, just right. scowling all, or, or having that weird wild-eyed look all the time. I mean, yeah, that's what he looked like in a lot of his publicity photos, but, you know, there was a real dude there. So it's pretty cool that they, they mentioned that, that the first episode, it does have a little bit of, like, I guess hit or miss, kind of like herky-jerkiness. Like, it kind of goes back and forth with it being good or not. But once you get to about the third episode or so, that's when it really starts to kind of hit its stride. Right. I mean, yeah, it's all very formula. Yeah, it does kind of bother me a little bit because I always like genre TV shows that have supernatural stuff in them to actually have supernatural stuff and not it always being explained because then it just becomes Scooby-Doo for me. But, right. but, I mean, the way they approach it and stuff is great. And there are some elements that are a little less Scooby-Doo and more, like, weird, freaky, supernatural. But I was going to say, hey, I like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> you, I always got annoyed that everything turned out to be bullshit. You know, it's like, there's got to be something real. Well, didn't, I think that happened in one of the late episodes. It might have, it might have. I, I'm fair, or maybe it was, like, the one, like, the, they did another, like, season or series that had Scrappy-Doo in it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there was a whole series where it was just all real ghosts. Yeah, I don't know if it was a whole series. I know they did bring Vincent Price on for a little while, too, and he was kind of like a, a like sort of a strange, like a version of Doctor Strange almost, you know, that was yeah. that was kind of like giving the, the Scooby gang their assignments, which was kind of interesting, but... I never really liked it when they added Scrappy to it. I always liked Scrappy-Doo. Come on. He always I, liked, I, I remember it. liking Scrappy, but I liked the show overall less. I like Scrappy just because, unlike Scooby and, and Shaggy, that were always running away from shit, it's like, this guy's like, fuck you, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> yeah, the dog had bigger balls than the rest of his body. Right, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd rather have a, 
character like that on the show because at least it balances everything out. Because yeah, you've got the other human characters, you know, whereas Velma was the one who was actually doing the real work most of the time because she was the nerdy one. And then you had Fred, who was supposed to be the big strapping hero who most of the time just got lost and didn't actually do anything except maybe what's-her-face, but, you know. Yeah, did Daphne in the butt repeatedly, and not because he meant to, but because he wasn't sure where to put it. Well, he wears an ascot, so I'm pretty sure he knew where to put it. (laughs) Wow. I think overall, though... Scooby-Doo wasn't my favorite cartoon. Yeah. But, like, I think once they added Scrappy, I feel like they added Scrappy just because it was getting monotonous. They were trying to do something And they were trying to make it a little bit new. and. But it's good that they at least had the, you know, wherewithal to actually do that. Yeah. Yeah, but I didn't like it, so. It's like, whatevs. But in general, like, as far as Houdini and Doyle goes, I definitely recommend checking it out. It's on Hulu, the whole, you know, only season at this point. Um, yeah, I'll definitely check that out. It definitely is. I mean, you know, I mean, there is one episode I did get to watch today where they end up running across Bram Stoker. That one was pretty interesting. That's interesting, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And it was, is, you know, pretty interesting the way they handled that. But, I mean, it's, you know, and the act, and like I said, the actors, the actor playing Houdini I really loved. Uh, the woman who plays the Scotland Yard detective is, you know, she's very good at that role as well. Arthur Conan Doyle was great because at this time, the way they show it is his wife had tuberculosis and went into a coma for six months. Oh, wow. So he's at home. So And, and at this point, he's also killed off Sherlock Holmes. So he And he's trying to write other books, but the only book he's managed to write, nobody wants to read because it's about the Boer War. Everybody wants more of Sherlock Holmes, obviously, and on top of that, he's, like, trying to raise his kids, and he's worried about his wife, and he's got a lot of other shit kind of going on, but he's still managing to, like, have time for, you know, checking out these strange cases, hoping that he finds proof of the supernatural or whatever. And it's just nice to see the play-by-play between him and and Houdini, where he's like, come on, you can't believe this bullshit, right? You know... So, I, I don't know, I liked it. The only thing I was a little bit underwhelmed by, to a certain extent in the series, is there were many opportunities. There was only, like, a couple of opportunities where Houdini really got to do his, like, the stuff he's known for. But there were a few other opportunities where he could have done some really awesome stuff that just didn't really pan out. Um, so, like, there was one part where he got where they both got trapped in, like, a sewer system grate, and he was trying to pick the lock while underwater with... Um, the, like the the inside lining of uh, Doyle's collar, because yeah. then they used to have like the wire rims for the collars to make them straight, and so he like used those to try to pick the lock. But the woman ends up showing up and saving them, and I was like, oh come on, <laughs> give, give Houdini a chance here. Yeah, but yeah, I mean it's a really great show. They balance out a lot of things. They did touch on a lot of interesting things, like um, they had an episode that involved possible aliens. Which, again, another interesting, like, I didn't expect that, but they did that. And then, you know, they go to this town, and the guy is basically, you know, kind of spoilers, but the guy is basically being lauded as the murderer of a woman that he was, like, in love with, who was pregnant, because they can't find her. She disappeared, and he all of a sudden wakes up in a field and doesn't know what happened. And he's also a black guy, and this is also, like, again, 1900s England, you know, countryside. Right. so he's fucked. Yeah, so basically everybody in the town's a bigot and stuff, and of course, Harry Houdini, you know, real name Eric Weiss, he was a Jew, so, you know, he kind of has a, a big chip on his shoulder 
because of that too. Yeah, they, and they do. He's play. well aware of oppression. Oh yeah, I, you know there was a, another episode they had later on. He's talking to a constable that doesn't like Indians, and you know <laughs> he just goes, "Okay, so you're a bigot anyway." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Oh, that was great." <laughs> There's a lot of great moments in the show. I definitely recommend checking it out, though. It's probably one of the better TV shows I've seen in a while that isn't my that isn't like the usual fare, as far as like you know, obviously like Daredevil and stuff like that that we've watched on this show. Mm-hmm. But you know, I definitely recommend checking it out. It's only ten episodes, so you can get through it. I mean, I got through it in less than what three days, four days. Don't so. ask me. I don't know. Well, I mentioned it to you when I started watching it, so. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I definitely recommend that. Um, that's about really all I've done as far as entertainment goes. I watch that. I, you know, I listen to the Diesel Power podcast here and there. I mean, mostly summer. It's like I kind of go back and forth between listening to podcasts every once in a while and mostly music, just because I like to have some good music while I'm driving to and from work. Kind of lets me unwind a little. Yeah. What about you, honey? I watched uh, Zach and Mary make porno today. Excellent decision. Um, I had actually never seen it. Holy crap. So I was like, well, I don't have shit to watch at work, so... That's an interesting word choice. Yeah, I mean, nobody's really watching me watch TV there, so... I sincerely hope so, because that could get you in a lot of trouble in certain portions. Well, I mean, yeah. So I have to ask, what are your feelings on the double Dutch rudder? That's what it was. Okay, yeah, we were talking about That's that That's what it was. I was trying to remember the stupid name for it, because uh, we were messing around before the podcast, and... I think we were doing more than just messing around. I feel like that's a tradition at this point. Well... Hey, it's the first day we have together, and it's like, all right, we got 40 minutes, let's do this. You know, we got 20 um, minutes, let's do this. But I was like, I could do that to you, but I can't remember what it is. But I was, like, explaining what it was to him, and I was like, God, the name is so good, and I forgot what it was called. Yeah, I remember some Well, so you couldn't do the double Dutch rudder. You could do the regular Dutch rudder. Yeah. Unless you have some parts that I'm not familiar I, with I you have. I do not. I mean, I have fake ones, but that would just be, that would be stupid. That would get real weird real quick, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't need help. <laughs> yeah, like, Andrew, pull this. No. What? <laughs> I have one of my own. You don't need that plastic thing. <laughs> Could use this one, <laughs> but it's basically like the double Dutch rudder mm-hmm. is two guys standing there, mm-hmm. like working each other's dick. Yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> but it's just funny because I was, you know, obviously doing that to him, and I was just like, "God, what is it called?" And I was trying to explain it, and it I don't care. Boring. But if you don't stop and get on me, we're going to have a problem here. <laughs> yeah, going to be done already. <laughs> Stop thinking about Jason Mewes stroking another man. Yes. I'm not sure anyway. we'll get you going, honey, but... <laughs> Jason so, doing a double Dutch rudder. You know, in all the years that Ashley and I have been together and watched that movie probably 25 times, we've never tried the Dutch rudder. Mm-hmm. I think I know what I'm doing later. There you go. Nice, Dan. Nice. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I feel like we share quite frequently on this show. Um, Have you done anal recently? Um, maybe? I don't know. It is our anniversary. Here you go. Best time to do it. Because that's the gift that keeps giving. Instead of Um, stuff, there you go. Something new. Yeah. 
just tie a ribbon on some lube. Uh, anyway, um, speaking of movies mm-hmm. um, and weird sex acts, uh, my favorite Christmas movie is getting a sequel this year. They're going to make Bad Santa 2. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited because that is literally my favorite Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, pretty, pretty fucking excited for that one. And then um, also, you guys want to hear something really, really, like, just strange and out of character for me. Uh, I found out one of the few favorite bands that I have is going to be playing at a local bar like five minutes from where I work. Yeah, I was gonna. I saw you post that on Facebook, and I was like, "Huh, he's actually gonna go see a band." <laughs> yeah, like I'm actually super excited about going to see a band, and that is so fucking weird for me. It is. It's awesome. I like the fact you're branching out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, granted, I'm going to see a band that has been around forever, essentially. Um, it's Local H. Um, you've probably heard their song "Copacetic" on the radio at some point. They were from the. They, they were big in the nineties, weren't they? Yes, they they were fairly popular. They got radio play, but they weren't like one of the really big bands, right? But yeah, if I'd have heard the song, it would have been probably during that time or at work because they do put it on the nineties station. I mean, like I yeah, I did hear it like not too long ago on the local nineties station. Well, this is Sirius XM, so it's probably on there somewhere. But yeah, it's one of those weird ones that you're sitting there and you're like, I don't think I've ever heard the song, or if it has, it's been like forever since I've heard it. So yeah. Yep. So, and it was a, it came it was a big popular song around the time where I was really really into rollerblading. Yeah. And somebody used the song Copacetic in one of their um, sections on a DVD, mm. and it was like my favorite song for probably six months. Mm. Constantly listened to it, so I'm super excited, and I'm going to see about like meeting them before for some beers or something. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. Sounds cool. Yep. Um, trying to think if there's anything else media related. We're still watching Shameless. Um, yeah, what season are you on? Uh, we're not very far because we just we've been watching like one episode a day if we're lucky, like maybe three a week. So we're we're on like the end of season two, I think. I was gonna say like I just started season four, and shit just got like really really fucked up. So. It must be real bad because yeah, like the shit that you're saying now, like it gets worse. <laughs> like it's to the point where I expect it to just get continually worse. Oh, it does. But I literally can't imagine things that are worse. Like, it gets better and then it gets even worse. It's like what the fuck, dude. <laughs> it's got to be a roller coaster ride for people to tune. Yeah, and it's a good roller coaster ride. It's not like one of the shitty ones, like that one they're closing down. Okay, narrow that the down. The main streak at uh, Cedar Point. They're yes. shutting that down. I, I don't know if that's actually a good one or not. Mm-hmm. What? I, I assume by I Andrew's of, reaction heard, I, that is a good one. Yeah, that was one that, that was one of the ones that I like. I mean, because I'm a fan of classic stuff, so it's the that was one of those ones that's that been there forever. The thing about that is, though, it's so old. Yeah, I get... I'm sure it's getting pretty rickety. Yeah, I mean, I, I get you it. you get bruises every time you ride that fucking thing. Well, we're old now, too, so, like, any wooden coaster, no, like, forget when it. I was a kid, I had bruises and shit from riding that fucking thing. That was my mom's favorite roller coaster, too, Dude's though. Freak. Yeah. I was gonna say, the only thing I heard about Cedar Point was some, like, dude, like, got the shit kicked out of them for trying to rob the joint which i'm going really 
let's go knock over Cedar Point in the summer. That sounds like a good idea, dumbass. Yeah, let's rob them and then go on a roller coaster. They'll never catch us. (laughs) We'll just stay up there. They'll never climb up and get us. Yeah. He doesn't realize it's closed yet. We got him. (laughs) He took our money and then he, like, decided to ride some roller coasters. (laughs) Like, yeah, they're just like, Let, let's just maybe take the money back and let this one go. He might be special needs. He's something. <laughs> I don't know about special, but he's, he does need something, apparently. Yeah. Like an education. <laughs> yes. But yeah, that was about the only thing I heard about Cedar Point was that the other day. And I was like, huh, that's fucking stupid of you. <laughs> yeah, I've actually never been to Cedar Point. I'm, I'm not a roller coaster fan, so there's not a lot of reason for me to go. There's definitely zero reason for you to go, because if, if that was the one park that... Because I didn't really like roller coasters much either when I was a kid. And even if I did get coaxed onto going onto a roller coaster, I like didn't open my eyes through the whole thing. And my friends ended up going up to Cedar Point. So, like, they pretty much have nothing but roller coasters there. So, you either get over your fear of roller coasters or you just don't fucking ever go there again. So, I ended up getting over my fear of roller coasters and I enjoy the hell out of them now. I mean, there was a few roller coasters up there that I missed. Like, they had an awesome one that was indoors, but they just never kept up on it very well. So, it was, like, always really rickety and, like, when it would rain, they would close it because the building it was inside of wasn't properly put together. So, it would always rain inside. Is like, oh, that's that's always a good phrase. Yeah, it's raining inside. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and like every time you, I mean, like the one thing that was great about it was because of the fact it was kind of like one of those. It's like all the way in the back corner of the park, like towards where the lake is or whatever back there. So like nobody ever really went back there most of the time. So it was one of those rides you could get on and get like at least one or two rides on. But it was like. It just was one of those, like, they had a really great idea for an indoor coaster, and it just, like, they put it together and just didn't care, so they just kind of let it fall apart. But it was a pretty, it was basically, the idea was you were in a spacecraft, and you were flying through space, and they had, like, fake asteroids and stuff you would pass by and all that. You know, it's kind of like a slightly more dark ride version of, like, Space Mountain at Disney, so... Yeah, I, I enjoyed it for that aspect, and I know like for Halloween for a while they used to do it up sort of like alien attack kind of thing. Yeah. Hey, did, by the way, speaking of Halloween, uh, did I tell you that the uh, steam museum that we went to does a haunted train ride? Hmm. I was like, that is the coolest damn thing I've ever heard of. What does the steam museum uh, that he went to? Yeah, like all the trains and stuff. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it looks great because it's like kid friendly. It's not like you know. Right. The scariest ride in the world, or something, but it's it's, it's cool not that they have that. Yeah, it's scary along the lines of Scooby Doo. It's all not real. <laughs> yeah, like none of it's really scary. Right. Because I was gonna say that was one of the things I did like about I think it was Kings Island. Yeah, Kings Island. Cause they had the train that went around Kings Island. They had like little sections that were set up to be like old west towns or whatever. They had like skeletons and whatnot. I mean, it's not scary, but it's cool, kind of like animatronic, like something to do on the ride if you're going to the other side of the park on the train, you know. Yeah. It made it more interesting than just staring at leaves and trees, because shit, I could do that at home. You know, I could go to the zoo and do that. I can go to the forest. No, Cedar Point doesn't have a train. Hmm. Kings Island has a train, but yeah. I mean, I love, you know, I love that kind of stuff. And, hey, there's another place you can wear your, your steampunk costume hat. Yeah, there you go. Since you already got all the parts together, it's like, well, I might as well do something with it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep, and we are gonna go to a uh, Renaissance fair. So are we are up in Michigan. Yeah, if I could get up to Hell, Michigan, I'd love to go to Moose Fest in September, but I don't think we'll make that. <laughs> yeah, my uh, best friend in high school, well, two of my best friends in high school, uh, you guys, I think you guys have met, maybe not, uh, Christy, uh, that lives up in Michigan. She meets us whenever we go to Smokes on Burdick. Yeah, we've um, not been able to go to Smokes on Burdick. Every time they put up something, okay. some shit's going on, so. Um, but yeah, she, we had to do the whole thing in high school where you plan your wedding. Um, so of course, you know, my two friends, they plan to have their wedding on 666 in Hell, Michigan. Mm. Yeah, the school loved that. Mm. Whatever. <laughs> Pretty much. By that point, um, I'll be out of school anyways. Fuck you, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was pretty funny, though. They did, like, a whole black-themed wedding, and I was like, well, that's a little weird, but yeah, sure. It, Why not? It's like clerks. Just because they serve you doesn't mean they like you. It's like, just because I went to school here doesn't mean I like you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And I am like you. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, so... I know there's something else that I watched, but I don't remember what now. Um, I saw they have Twister on Netflix, which I'm excited about. That's one of my favorite movies. That is definitely one of my favorite, like, 90s, like... Yeah, like, it's not the best movie, like, you know, as far as, like, a good film. Right. It's just a great 90s movie, like you said. Like, that sums it up perfectly. Yeah, it's a great 90s disaster flick. I mean, you could watch that and Independence Day, like, back in... Like back to back, and it would fit in perfectly. Yeah, I've Those probably done that like a dozen times. Oh, that yeah, specifically. Yeah, I mean, I mean, hell, I'd even like. It's not a '90s movie, but it plays like one. You could even probably watch like Day After Tomorrow with that. Yeah, be good. You know. Yeah, that it's kind of in the same vein, but it just the only problem is that one almost has too good a production value. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not cheesy enough, which is really weird to say that. Like that's a phrase you don't often get to speak aloud. Well, I mean, it's like, the only reason it had the production value it did was because it was the early 90s, like, CG hadn't really, like, come in. Well, no, I I mean, uh, Day After Tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that one had pretty good production values for certain things, but then after a while, it's like, all this shit's happening and none of you guys died, I highly doubt it. (laughs) Like, I mean... Shittiest disaster ever. It it should try harder next time. It's like I almost believe that it happened, like that, like if Twister happened, like that, like what happened in the movie could kind of happen. There's like a little nugget of truth. Like, actually, no, a really good movie to, to, to watch, like as a double feature with Twister, Dante's Peak. Yeah. Yep. Or, you know, or if you want something a little more serious and good, A Perfect Storm was a great movie. Yeah. And actually happened. Mm hmm. I mean, probably not exactly like that, but those events. Right. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, like, as far as, like, that 90s disaster movie thing, like, Dante's Peak, Twister, that's, like, you know, if you want to have a 90s, like, disaster movie night, there you go. Yep. That's my recommendation. (laughs) Yep. Um, What else? Uh, I guess that's probably about it for entertainment, unless you guys have something. I said, go watch Houdini and Doyle. Do it now. Well, yeah. wait till the podcast is over, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, we have a pause button. But... True. I don't uh, have a pause for that long. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah. ten episodes, that's going to be a while. Uh, true story. 
Um, so yeah, did you guys uh, get to play some video games? Um, I got to play a little bit, not as much as I kind of wanted to, but I'm having I'm having kind of the same issue I have with most multiplayer games in general. Um, I've played a little bit more Overwatch lately because I ended up uh, one of the guys that we play with, Mizashi. Um, I ended up playing with him, and then he's got another group of friends that he's been playing with that get on a little bit more regularly than the usual group that you and I have grouped up with. And so I got to play a little bit with them, which was kind of, it was cool because it was a different group of guys, but they were, they were pretty fun. Um, I guess they're located in D.C. because we had a discussion about where the Slingers hang out in D.C. So if we ever go to D.C., we know where to go. But, um, you know, it, I got to hang out and play a little bit of that. I did play a little bit of the, um, the Summer Games uh, Overwatch content. I did get my loot, my free loot box. Yep, same here. Um, I didn't. I did not get any skins, unfortunately, but I did get the uh, Bastion emote with the boxing gloves. Yeah. So that was kind of cool, and I got I got a, an em- I think it's an emote or a victory pose. I think for uh, Zenyatta with a bu- okay. with a bunch of gold medals. So it's like that's kind of cool. I'll probably never nice. use it because I don't ever play Zenyatta, but eh, maybe one day I'll get I'll get the whim. I'm trying to branch out and play more characters I haven't played with much. I did get yeah. I did get to check out the uh, the Lucio ball. Although yeah. the problem I have with saying that is it makes it sound like I'm talking about Lucille Ball and it's like why are you watching I Love Lucy? Stop me? checking her out. What's that wrong with you? <laughs> he really did start talking to me about it I did. and I was like, "What are you talking about Lucille Ball?" And then he started talking about like Overwatch and I was like, "Oh, Lucio." Right. That oh. guy. <laughs> this is my jam. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I I enjoyed that game mode. The problem was, I kept getting the people that were glitching so they could play Torbjorn. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I- and they would just put a turret down, and you literally couldn't do anything. Like huh. you couldn't walk around because you just instantly died because you couldn't fight back. Yeah, so that's bullshit. Like I actually yeah. played a game with just all Lucios. Nobody was playing anything. Nobody glitched anything. And I ended up, I did score at least one goal and got play of the game for it, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I played a dozen games and I had, you know, the, I, you know, not necessarily, I guess they're not technically cheaters, but, you know, people that use the glitch in, I don't know, maybe five of the dozen that I played or so. Um, so that was a bummer, but I really like that game top or game type and what that says is that apparently I need to try Rocket League because that's exactly that game yeah it definitely does play a lot like Rocket League even though I've never played it but I know people who've played it and I've seen it played so it does definitely lend itself to that play style but I mean it's cool it's it's soccer it's three on three soccer it's easy to like if you're really not a fan of like doing the normal like you know, team deathmatch or whatever type, you know, not team deathmatch, but like team conquest or whatever modes. I mean, this is definitely something fun to do where you're not killing people. You're just trying to get this giant ball on the, to the, to the goal. Yeah. It definitely broke up the monotony of the regular matches. Yeah. And it, I actually had a hard time like going back to just playing the regular game. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It was fun though. I had a really good time with it. Um, and I hope they, you know, do more stuff like that. Like, not exactly that. Yeah. Um, but I would like to see more of it, for sure. I, I would like it to be something that I can play frequently and not just once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I played a little bit of that. Um, Guns of Icarus Online, this is what I was kind of mentioning earlier. 
um, Guns of Icarus Online is coming out with their uh, PVE, um, I guess, DLC slash expansion or whatever. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, called Alliance. And I ended up picking it up because it was like 15, 16 bucks. Um, so, and I ended up, they had a bundle that was on sale, so I got like the collector's edition of gun, the regular Guns of Icarus, so I got some of the extra skins and shit with that. That's and, cool. And I, and I already had Guns of Icarus online, so it kind of discounted that off of the price. Nice. And I got the Alliance stuff too, so I got to play a little bit of the Alliance mode. Um, one of my only issues with it is they've, they've introduced the concept of factions now. Yeah. My only problem is I don't really like any of the factions. Like, all of the oh. factions... Well, that's a bummer. Well, to me, like, I've always been a fan. Like, the one thing I liked about Guns of Icarus was because it didn't have any factions, every crew could customize their guys and kind of play, like, how they wanted. So you felt more like airship pirates, kind of. Because you weren't bound by any sort of, like... I mean, you're not really bound by anything. You can still customize your character to look however you want. But if you're playing for a faction like, the faction, like, characters that they have with the faction outfits don't look all that interesting. Like, like they have, like, the Fjord Baronies, which basically look like your typical, like, royalty steampunk wearing, like, Majorette outfits. And it's like, that's fucking boring. And then, like, the only, like, faction that I ended up going for, and I know I'm mispronouncing it, but it's, like, the Algian Empire or something like that, which basically they live, like, in the Snow Mountain areas. So, like, the characters you're looking at have, like, these big, huge fur coats. But the problem I... Like, the one thing is the the character customization, there's enough to do with it, but it's very limited. Like, you can't really customize, like, how your guy, like, physically looks. Yeah. Like, in Fallout, like, you can do facial features and make them, like, big, huge muscle men or really tiny, skinny dudes, whatever the hell you want to do, really. You can't really do that so much in this game. Like, you have a stock guy, and he just looks like a skinny dude no matter what you put him in. So, like, the faction outfit for that that faction that I play, like, I put him in it, and he has this little teeny head and this huge body. It's like, okay. Nice. Like, I need to find a mask or a hat or something, like, to give it some sort of proportion. But it's like, I'm like, fuck it. I'll just go with the characters I have originally, you know, and keep that aesthetic. And the other thing, too, is, like, finding a match, I realize that, like, if you find a match to play that has nothing to do with your faction you get kind of like half of the rewards because you're not playing for a faction and you're kind of considered a mercenary. Oh, that sucks. But I'm also sitting here going, like, why aren't mercenaries a faction? Because I kind of feel like playing a mercenary. Like, I'd rather just go play for whoever. I don't yeah. play any of these factions because they're all kind of boring. Like, there's the Mercantile Empire. Great. I'm a fucking traitor. Nice. You know, I, I go sell furs in my airship. Like, that's fucking boring as shit. So, like, mo- like, the factions didn't really light a fire under me. I like the fact that they added the added it in because it was something they had talked about, like, way back when it initially came out. But on the other hand, like, the factions don't really do anything for me, and it seems like pretty much everybody's going for the Fjord Baronies. I'm like, why? Why? What's yeah. the fucking point? You know, it's like, I'd rather play as, like, you know, a fucking pirate or mercenary that just kind of hopples on whatever ship needs them. You know, but... It's, it's still pretty cool. I do like the play modes because they've got, like, defensive bases. They've got go attack, like, you know, the, the points on the map. The only thing that sucks is when you get a really idiot captain that doesn't know how to fucking fly the damn thing. I've, yeah. I've been playing Gunner lately, so, you know, it's kind of hard to have a firing solution when you're turning the ship the wrong goddamn direction, and my gun only goes so far over to that other direction. Like, I can't shoot anything here, and, like, 
there was one ship I was on earlier today for a little bit. It had no guns on the, I forget the nautical term, but on the left side. So when it turned around to the left side and the base generator thing I'm supposed to be attacking is over there, I mean, I might as well just spit at it. You know, it's like I can't yeah. do anything. You know, I, I you know, and you don't. It's it's not like anybody's given any sidearms or anything, so it's not like I could even take any sort of pot shots at it. So, right. but I mean, it's it's a pretty cool game mode. I would really love to find people that actually play it because I'd like to have like a group that I play with, similar to Overwatch, every once in a while. Like have some groups I can group up with that are people that I know, and we all have Discord or something like that where we can talk. Because they do have an in-game voice system, but I don't really like it because it's the usual push to talk, and you can't even set it to use, um, you know, like headsets or whatever within the game. So I'd have to go out of the game, switch my default shit around, go back in the game, and it's kind of fucking pointless, you know. Right. It's just kind of annoying for me. But I, overall, I do love the game. I love the aesthetics of it. I mean, it's definitely fun if you like a more team-based thing where, like, the whole team has to work together or you're going to fucking fail. You know, yeah. granted, it can be awesome, and it can also be really fucking frustrating and annoying, but, I mean, if you want something more along those lines, I mean, I definitely recommend checking it out. I'm pretty sure, Dan, if you really got, if you played it, you'd probably like it as long as... Yeah, I, I, I have tried it. I actually bought it a long time ago, and we talked about it on the show, like, back in, like, the first 20 episodes, I think. Okay. Um, I just remember had so much other stuff to play. Right, I was going to say, I couldn't remember if you had gotten it or not, but definitely we should... I'm, I mean, you can switch between the... Like, the Alliance mode right now is in, like, open alpha. So, like, yeah. for until the 8th of this month, like, I think everybody can check it out. Oh, cool. So, yeah, I'll definitely do that then. Yeah, I mean, definitely we should check... We should try to do that at some point. That'd be kind of awesome. But, um... You know, I mean, like in general, I mean, you get that bundle. It's like sixteen bucks. It's not terrible. Um, and I mean, I'm having fun with it. I definitely want to give it more of a shot because I just want something else to play other than like Fallout, other than Overwatch. Because, like I said, sometimes I hop on Overwatch and like if I'm hopping on late at night or something, like nobody's on. So it's like, well, let me hop into something else. You know, there's usually somebody on playing, uh, you know, Guns of Icarus or whatever, but. Yeah. I mean, we should definitely give it a shot maybe sometime this weekend, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, I'll definitely try to. <laughs> but you know. um, So, Angela, did you get to play any Hearthstone? I'm playing it right now. Yeah? Um, I'm playing the Brawl, and it's really fucked up. Is it that night at Kazan or wherever the hell it is now? No, that's actually an expansion. Oh, okay. I didn't know if that was like a Brawl no. or like event thing. Like, I seriously thought I lost, but I won. Not sure. Oh, so is it one of those where you have to kill the enemy, like the boss, instead of like your, like the opponent? Like, there's an opponent, but like they start out with zero, and every time you attack them, it shows that they have plus lives instead of negative lives. But like, they got me down to like no lives, and I still won. Huh. Which was fucking weird. I like, Yeah, I'll I'll have to read the rules on that one. I I have like, not had a chance to try that out. I yet. didn't read the rules, but it's basically like opposites day on this <laughs> fucking shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Well, while you guys are talking about that, I'll see if I can look up the rules. Yeah. So while you do that, um, I did get to try a different card game this week. 
Um, I got to play some of the Elder Scrolls Legends, um, which is now in open beta, so anyone can go and play that. Like, you can go try it tonight if you want, Andrew. What is it? Uh, the Elder Scrolls Legends, their card game. Yeah. Um, I heard you were talking about playing that or whatever. I played some more of it. I played the first 14 chapters of the story mission, Mm -hmm. and it got a lot better than last week when I had talked about it. Um, it's definitely not... It's not as fun for me compared to Hearthstone because I like how basic Hearthstone is and how easy it is. Right. Um, you know, as far as the mechanics and stuff. But I've, I've gotten a better grasp on how everything works. And it's definitely more fun now than when I first tried it. Um, and, you know, like I know our buddy Kyle, um, he loves it. He likes that it's more... It's somewhere in between Magic and Hearthstone as far as complexity goes. Um, which is probably a pretty good spot to be, honestly, because you're going to get, you know, the more hardcore standard card game players. And then you're also going to appeal to people that just like, you know, the digital card games, but don't really care about magic or feel like they can't get into it. Right. Um, and it does have some pretty cool effects and some neat cards, you know, and you get the standard, you know, like, uh, um, Nord Guard that has an arrow in his knee. Right. You know, that that's one of the cards. Is a, It's like a, you know, quick arrow shot or something like that, and it's got a little quote. You know, I used to be an adventurer like you. Right, the, the, the ever, ever-present uh, Skyrim meme. Yeah, which is cool. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's cute when you see it, and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, that was the right place to put that sort yeah, of thing. If they didn't do it, you'd be pissed, you know. Yeah, it should be there. Um, so yeah, I would I would check that out. I mean, it's free, so it's not going to hurt. You know, if you hate it, you're not out anything other than a little bit of your time. See about giving it a shot. Probably not tonight because I'm feeling more in a mood to play something like not card gamey. But uh, um, looking up the rules, actually, this this uh, week I guess for Hearthstone is storming Stormwind. Lay siege to Stormwind. The city starts with one health and goes up as you hit it. How much damage can you do? So I'm guessing that's what you were saying, like, opposite. Yeah. Like, instead of knocking down the health points, you're basically trying to, like, do as much damage as possible. Yeah, and each time you die, you actually win, which is, like, okay. Yeah, so you're just, like, basically you're just trying to run the counter up and do as much damage as possible. Yeah. You're getting points rather than dealing damage. Even somebody on this forum puts, so how does it work? I really don't get it. <laughs> it's really basically idiot. like you never lose. Yeah, but yeah. that's that's. Fun, I mean, though. I mean, it's, which is I I like not losing. I know, no. which is fine because it's like I'm I'm you know playing my paladin and winning every match, so right, I'm it's not gonna get my expecting. extra coins and shit for you know playing five games of paladin and winning. So yeah, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, take the easy wins. Why not? Yeah, I got my pack already. I'm like, I'll I'll have to uh, spectate you playing one of those because I have the quest where you get a card pack for uh, spectating a friend win. Yeah, and you need to let me spectate you because I don't have any other friends that play Hearthstone. <laughs> yeah, like I, it was easy to get that when I started playing the game, and there were a ton of people on my friends list playing it. But now I have, like, no friends that play it, and when they are, you know, it's really rare that I'm watching when they're playing. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, we'll have to uh, make that happen. Yeah, sounds cool to me. And Andrew, too. I mean, I know you you didn't hate it, so... No, I just don't play it that often because I'm usually more apt to play, like I said, non-card gamey stuff, but it wasn't terrible. It was just yeah, like, I mean, it's an me... easy-to-pick-up game. Yeah, I mean, like, I played other card games like I was playing that Infinity Wars, but once I got to the point where you had to pick a deck and then play through whatever missions or whatever were with that deck, it just got to the point where, like, I don't understand how to play this game anymore, you know? Because I don't, yeah. I don't necessarily have the tutorial telling me, but like the objectives get more difficult to the point where it's like you either really know how to play these decks or you're fucked. And I don't like that. <laughs> I'd rather. Yeah, see. I'm kind of the, to the point in uh, the Elder Scrolls Legends where I have to do some deck building research if I want to keep playing. Right. Yeah. Like I understand the basics and how the cards work, but I haven't played enough of it to know you know, which cards I should actually be looking for, you know, towards using and which ones are actually really bad overall. Right. And I have some idea because I've played enough Hearthstone and Magic. Um, But, you know, they're not that similar that it's just one-to-one. Like, oh, well, this card is always going to be better. Yeah. So. Yep. Um... Also, Diablo Season 3 started um, when we started the podcast tonight. Mm. Um, So, that's exciting for me. Um, I've been missing it. So, I'm excited to uh, play that. I'm going to play a Demon Hunter this season. Yeah. Or at least that'll be my first character. Sounds cool. Yep. And then... um, What else did I play? I, I played Path of Exile this week. Um, I still go back to that. It's basically like a more complex Diablo. Like it's basically like if they had made Diablo three the sequel to Diablo two, um, that would be a much closer analog. Okay. So yeah, I've been having a good time with that. Uh, but yeah, other than that, not a whole lot. Like I I've been busy at work and. Um, I feel like I've actually played quite a bit of video games, even though I haven't had much time. I played a pretty good variety, and when I did play, I actually was able to sit down and just play. Yeah. Which is super fucking rare. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I know, I feel like I'm forgetting something that we were going to talk about, but I can't remember what. I don't know. I guess we can call it a show if you guys don't have anything else. I don't have anything. Now that yeah. we got to video games, I'm kind of ready to play some video games and turn the AC back on. It's getting a little hot in here. Yeah, I'm about done with the fucking summer, dude. Mm-hmm. I, I have had my fill of summer. Yeah, it's been a really hot summer. Well, it's yeah. not all over. It's like global warming is in effect. If you didn't believe it, you should now. And if you don't, you're fucking moron. Yeah, I got in my car yesterday, and it said 110. Mm-hmm. So, it's uh, it's plenty warm enough. Yeah. And I hate warm weather. I'm so ready for fall and, you know, winter, and I'm just done with the bugs. Yeah. So. But, uh, yeah, I guess we can call it a show, you guys. We'll uh, definitely do this again next week. All right. Yeah, we'll have more to talk about, maybe. We'll see. We shall see. I know we'll definitely have Suicide Squad to talk about, so... Yes. Yeah, we might actually... Maybe we'll do, like, the whole show, and then um, 
after we end the show, we'll do like a spoiler cast afterwards where we just talk about everything. Okay. That sounds like an interesting idea. Okay. Sounds good. Cool. All right. Well, uh, you guys have a wonderful weekend and enjoy Suicide Squad. And I'm anxious to do it again next weekend. All right, right. everybody. Take care. Peace out. See you guys.